When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So I'm going to continue to beat the dead horse as I talk about Federal Reserve monetary policy strategies. I feel that the mainstream media narrative is completely wrong, that there is no pivot anywhere in sight when it comes to the Federal Reserve and their monetary policy strategies and their Fed funds positions, right? So as the Federal Reserve goes to conduct themselves more into the future, it is a real possibility that they could raise rates and not lower them. Very much different from what everybody else is saying out there. They believe that the Federal Reserve has pretty much committed themselves to to a rate cut. That is not the case. Even John Williams came out right after the whole, like, mass media attention to the Powell pivot or whatever they wanted to call it. Now, let me let me kind of go back over the same speech that I always go over, the monetary policy strategies for a low neutral interest rate world given by John Williams, November 30th, 2018. This speech is very telling. I left a link down in the description to it. I've also left a link to another uh, speech given November 28th, 2023, Reflections on the Economy and Monetary Policy. This was given by Michelle Bowman. Now, listen to what was said back in 2018, all right? Three main global trends appear to account for the bulk of the decline in the neutral rate over the past quarter century. One is demographics. Populations are aging as people live longer and birth rates have fallen. Second is productivity growth, which has slowed around the world. The third is the heightened demand for safe and liquid assets, which has led to a wider wedge between yields on safe government securities and central bank reserves and the yields on riskier assets such as corporate bonds. Okay, so now when we think about that issue, this was a major problem for the Federal Reserve is that they had a low neutral interest rate. And this part is very difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around on what it is that was the major problem for the Federal Reserve and their monetary policy strategies is that that low neutral interest rate, this is the rate in which that the Fed funds rate is neither accommodating nor restricting the economy. It is neutral, right? The Fed is neutral to the economy. However, when it comes time to stimulate the economy, if you have a low neutral interest rate and you have the lower bound of zero, when the Fed hits zero, there is no stimulation to the economy. They have run out of monetary policy. And this is the problem that they were facing is that this low neutral interest rate was now interfering with them being able to stimulate the economy with the dropping of interest rates. This is their typical monetary policies. So now let's look at this speech that was given by Michelle Bowman just two, three weeks ago. 
And it has this to say, five years ago, monetary policymakers faced a much different set of challenges than those we face today. At the time, one of the primary concerns of the FOMC, which is the Federal Open Market Committee, those are the people who vote on monetary policy, was that inflation in con- had consistently been running slightly below the committee's 2% inflation target despite years of accommodative monetary policy following the 2007 2007 and 2008 financial crisis and subsequent recession. More broadly, many central banks around the world grappling with the prospect of structurally lower interest rates due to a variety of factors including demographic, challenges, right, or demographic changes and higher savings rates, lower potential output of productivity growth, right, and greater investment for demand for safe and liquid assets like U.S. Treasuries, right? See, these are the same problems that they were facing back then. They had the, they were facing back then. They don't have, they don't face those problems now, right? The pandemic did what? Solve these problems. Pretty interesting, right? I mean, this is this is one of the things like if you follow the strategy, I cannot give all the monetary policy strategy in a single video. We have to like constantly go over this over and over again in different ways, because I know like a lot of these videos sound very similar, but they're not. Each one of them is very different. If you think about like some of the things that I have said within each one of them, I know I reiterate some of the same information over and over again. So it sounds like it's the same information. But if you just look at some of the things that are coming out today, it is very much in line with the policy strategies that they had back in 2018. It doesn't matter what administration's in office. This this isn't changing. This is the same thing. Okay, let's, I'm just going to, I don't want to make this video like too long because I, I just really think that that was really the point that we really need to understand is that their po- monetary policy strategies are, are, are years, decades long, right? I mean, from back in Ben Bernanke's speech of 2000 one or two or whatever it was, early 2000s, where he's talking about deflation and how to prevent it from ever taking place here. There was a lot of information inside of that talking about the credible threat theory that we are now experiencing today that we see now on the mainstream media, talking about the Powell pivot that just simply doesn't exist. Think about this. This Again, this is coming from Michelle Bowman not even three weeks ago. Right? This is part of that speech. And in this part is the look ahead section of it is the second paragraph. It says, At our last meeting, I supported the FOMC's decision to hold the target range for the federal funds rate at the current level as we continue to assess incoming information and its implications for the outlook. My baseline economic outlook continues to expect that we will need to increase the Fed funds rate further to keep the policy sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% target in a timely way. However, monetary policy is not on a preset course, and I will continue to closely watch the incoming data as I assess the implications for the economic outlook and the appropriate path for monetary policies. Do you hear that? Right? That we will need to increase the Fed funds rate's Further, to keep policies sufficiently restricted to bring inflation down to our 2% target in a timely way. This is the reason why I just don't believe the mainstream media. Right? They are not talking in any form in 
what it is that the Federal Reserve has really gotten for their strategy, right? Like a lot of people think that they are being reactive, like very quickly to what's happening in the economy. This isn't. This is a long, thought out, methodical strategy that is not being done by accident, right? They are not just stumbling their way through this. This is something that they have talked about so much in the past that it is very difficult for me to see it any other way other than that, you know, they are conducting themselves in a way that is very much in line with what they thought that they were needing to do. Right? I mean, I don't know how else to explain that. If you take on the idea that they have failed, that they are screwed up, that they don't know what they're doing, that all this other stuff, which I mean... I guess that's a very real possibility. I mean, what do I know, right? But from all the things that I have researched, all the things that I have studied, it seems very much that they have this economy very much where they wanted it to be. They are raising the neutral interest rates. They are getting their Fed funds rates back up. They have dealt with the problems that they were facing back in the day, right? The demographics problem. I mean, I don't want to talk about how many people died during the pandemic, right? The low neutral interest rates starting to rise, Right? The spread between the safe and liquid assets like U.S. Treasuries and corporate debt has definitely narrowed. Right? All the problems that they were facing prior to the pandemic have now been solved. Right? Now, whether they're actually like solved, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call solved. They're now no longer the issues that they had. They have all different kind of issues. Right? See, before the issue was is that they had an inflation expectation that was running persistently too low. In fact, he says it right there, facing, uh, facing altogether a different set of problems stemming from a very low neutral interest rate. That is the short-term real interest rate consistent with an economy operating at its potential alongside low and stable inflation. Ironically, the problem we need to solve these days is the risk of inflation that is persistently too low rather than too high. Bang, no problem anymore. Right. They don't have they don't have that problem. They are, ironically, the problem we need to solve these days. Right. Is the risk of inflation that is persistently too low rather than too high. That was the problem they needed to solve. It's like, you know, people say that they that they have a problem. No, they had a problem. They don't have that problem anymore. The problem they need to solve has been solved. They got a whole different set of problems now. And I think that the whole new set of problems is making sure that they can maintain the credible threats and things like what you see on the mainstream media, that they give any kind of little hint that they might even possibility sometime in a year from now, drop interest rates and it sends the markets flying. All right. Credible threat theory. This is, again, I don't know how many times like. I know I sound like a broken record when I go over this information, but just take a look at some of the stuff that I that I talk about. This strategy is well in motion. It's well in play, and hardly anybody really talks about this, right? Okay. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know.